You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Texans fans, to Locked On Texans Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily Texans talk and news. As always, with John Hickman across from me today. Cody Davis. How you doing today, John? I'm doing well, actually. You know, um, just kind of going throughout the day. Really excited for today's show, uh, simply because the matchup that we have coming up. And uh, there are some things that I can't wait to talk about today. Preview just a little bit. Just. Some of the matchups and things we can exploit that the Chiefs don't do well that I think we can take advantage of, especially considering what it is, and that we do that really well already. And I know that you have a topic today, which I actually can't wait to talk about because um, I think that is an interesting topic as well. But welcome, listeners, to Locked On Texas. Again, we can't we can't do this show without you guys. We really appreciate it. Cody, what is on your plate? Well, before I tell you what's on my plate, I got to tell you and the listeners about Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at the checkout to receive a discount up to $100. Going back to the teaser that you just left off with, John. Um, As you know, Deshaun Watson won the AFC Offensive Player of the Week Award after his performance against the Atlanta Falcons, and rightfully so. You're talking about a guy, he completed 28 for 33 of his attempts, recorded a career-high 426 passing yards, five touchdowns, a perfect QB rating of 158.3. So it's without a doubt that he deserved this honor, wouldn't you agree? I I do agree. I really do. I think the performance he put on was warranted for a uh, AFC player. We were in the building. If he was in that stadium, you kind of felt like he was going to get some type of award going into this upcoming game against the Chiefs because of his performance. I think it was granted, but I think I know where you're going with this. And I'm pretty sure you do because there's a guy who is the reason why Deshaun Watson had this type of game, and that will be Will Fuller. Now, on Sunday, Will Fuller recorded a career-high 217 receiving yards Three touchdowns. He was targeted 16 times and caught 14 of them. Big game. Real big game. Real big game. John, I don't have a problem with Deshaun Watson winning the Offensive Player of the Week award, but it, it brings me back to what you and I talked about several times on our other podcasts. In the NFL, it don't matter what goes on, especially when a team succeeds. It's always the quarterback who get the most praise and the most attention. Now, once and again, the most money. And the most money. Once contracts. again, I'm not taking anything away from Deshaun Watson. All I'm saying is I personally feel like the Offensive Player of the Week award should have went to Will Fuller because unlike the game when he rightfully deserved it in the Texans' comeback victory against the Los Angeles Chargers, he was spreading the ball out all over the place. Like, damn near every single receiver had similar stats after that game. But you look at the performance that Will Fuller had, I, I kind of feel like he should have been deserving of that award. Once again, I'm not taking nothing away from Deshaun Watson, but I just kind of feel like he should have been the one and not Watson. Well, you know, this is an interesting topic because, you know, 
we 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 have a game coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday, and the the entire talk debate, you know, is about that draft class that included Watson and Mahomes, and how this can be a potential MVP matchup and everything that can come along with it. But look at what he did against the Atlanta Falcons, and I can understand your your you know your gripe at that. You know, look what Will Fuller did compared to what he did. But the reason why we're looking ahead and thinking how this can be one of the greatest matchups of the season is because, well, the fact of the matter is, this is a QB league. And when we look at the makeup of our team, we look at everything that has transpired with our team the last three seasons. You look at what happened his rookie year at the hot start, played seven games, shine, and really put the league on notice. And then you look at his last year, he finally came into the – a uh, year healthy after injuring Terrence ACL his rookie year. You take that team to 11 to 5, but you get sacks, sacked 62 times, and then you start this season off pretty bad as well. But you've had those games where you, the league is on notice. So when you get a perfect game like what Deshaun Watson was able to give you, you know, I think that's you have to look at the, the, the how the league caters to their star players. The quarterbacks are the number one star players, and I can understand your issue with that. Uh, however, we're not looking to a Will Fuller versus uh, hell with the injury report that was released for the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't really know who's going to be playing or not at the receiving position. Will Tyreek Hill be back or not? But what we do not know is what we don't know is that we're not looking for that matchup. We're looking for those quarterbacks. We're looking for a shootout. I understand everything that you just said, and honestly, you you you're on point with everything. But at the end of the day, I just feel like. You was wrong in this aspect. Everything that happened in Deshaun Watson's career leading up to the game on that's going to take place on Sunday against the Chiefs, all the way back to what this guy has been able to do for the past three years, that has nothing to do with the type of performance that Will Fuller had on Sunday. John, if Will Fuller do not come out and ball the way he does, Deshaun Watson does not get those numbers. And I absolutely agree with you in that aspect. You know, I think especially considering what Will Fuller has had to go through himself, you know, we've seen these muster games out of him as well, but there's also times where he's injured or normally it's injury. But when you have a performance like that, it, it feels good to have some type of recognition. The thing about it is, what are we playing for right now? Uh, I think throughout the entire league, the QB can get more recognition than maybe their counterparts at the skill position. However, right now the league is built and geared off of that. So I think if you're anybody on the Texas team and you see your quarterback play like that, along with zero sacks, and he's a guy that's been known to give up those sacks, Watson himself, then seeing zero is of so much of a positive for him because the ball's getting out quicker. We're getting more design, quick plays out. And your quarterback, who is your star, especially this guy? It's not like this is Mark Sanchez or the likes of those, no disrespect to Sanchez, but this is Deshaun Watson. So he had a perfect game. I think all things considered, you got to give it to him. Now, I understand it, but at the end of the day, I personally felt like it should have been Fuller, not Watson. Hell, it could have been both of them now. Granted, I don't know if there's ever been a co-offensive player of the week award between two teammates. Um, that's something I can like really look into. But at the end of the day, I kind of just feel like, especially after everything that Will Fuller has been through, I'm not saying you know the NFL should make this a feel-good story. Right. I'm just saying 
a big portion of Deshaun Watson's perfect game came from Will Fuller. You have to give that man some respect. You have to put some respect on his name. And and once again, I'm not taking away anything from Deshaun Watson. Like, but I just feel like it should have been Fuller. No, I could definitely agree with that. But, you know, the fun thing about it is, like I mentioned, if this was maybe 10 to 15 years ago and he had a monster game like that, I think it's definitely Will Fuller. Uh, but because of the league we're in, that it's going to be the quarterback. And this Sunday, we're going to have a quarterback matchup for the ages, the possibility of that. So I can't wait to dive into that. I'm heading into this matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. You know, Arrowhead is a place where they, like I said before, they'll give you three to ten points if you let them. <laughs> Arrowhead Stadium is a place where they will take the points you give if you get too caught up in the game, man. And uh, The Houston Texan team, after the whopping we just put on Atlanta Falcons heading into that stadium, I think they're riding a nice high right now, Cody. Most definitely, and that high is something that you truly, truly, truly need going up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who I consider, if not the next big dynasty, not only in the NFL, but in sports. Yeah, the possibilities they have with this guy at quarterback, Andy Reid at head coach, the weapons that they have and find. Uh, it's, it's amazing to think about what can happen. But, you know, they're not playing scrubs. You know, you're not going to play a team that doesn't have heart, a team that doesn't have talent. You're not going to play one of those teams. You're, you're going to play the Houston Texans who just, they have, if not the same amount, just as much talent or maybe even more on their team, period, when you look at the makeup of offense and defense, Cody. Just say offense because their defense is still a little bit shaky. I mean, at least we get to see Honey Badger on Sunday. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to be too excited to see him. Uh, what I do want to make sure that we have, if he's available, the injury report. Of course. Um, I want to make sure we can have Tyshawn Gibson on that field. What he's been able to do at that safety position has been, you know, pretty, pretty decent along with the pick six that he had against Atlanta. But we're going to be going going up against Travis Kelsey, who is a man amongst men on the field. So we definitely need him on our defense. But I think we have more talent on our defense than they do. And I think we have just as much, if not the same amount of talent as they do on offense. So uh, there's some things I'm super Excited to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, guys. Listen up. They can be beat. Not a shocker because we just saw them be beat, uh, get beaten rather, by our division rival, Indianapolis Colts. And the one thing about it is the groundwork and layout was laid a long time ago. We saw this team and that and that mighty armor that they had break down against the New England Patriots, our big brother, as I like to call him, in the AFC title game. We saw Indy get back to it, and there's two ways that can happen. Number one, on defense, you got to play man coverage. We cannot allow Patrick Mahomes to find the zones with those weapons and receivers that he has, whether it's LaShawn McCoy, uh, whether it's if Sammy Watkins plays, if Tyreek Hill plays for the first time since the first game of the year, if Travis Kelsey, his weapons cannot find those holes. Another thing that we have to do, and I'm going to give you guys a game where Matthew Stafford threw for three touchdowns and zero interceptions, but you know what the Detroit Lions did really well? They ran the ball down their throats. 
They ran 186 yards on the ground, and they also allowed 180 to the Indianapolis Colts. And the Indianapolis Colts also sacked them four times. So the groundwork it is for them is to, for one, A, let's get after Patrick Mahomes quickly. Eric Fisher will be out for them heading into um, this matchup against us. Unless something happens at the last minute, Eric Fisher will be out. We already know how Merciless has been playing. We know how J.J. Watt has been playing. D.J. Reader has been one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league thus far in the season. So we know we can get after him. And our DBs, they have something to do this weekend. They have something to do. You have a responsibility to play to your to you can't play no more. Cover your man until you can't cover your man. Because if you don't, then you're going to allow Patrick Mahomes the time he needs in order to get comfortable back there and pick you apart. So we look at Jonathan Joseph, who's a guy that has been tested this season, but he also has seven pass deflections. Lonnie Johnson getting better each week. Roby, who has been playing lights out along with Gibson and Eric Reed, uh, they have something. Justin Reed, I'm sorry. They have a responsibility to not let Travis Kelsey, to not let the rest of those receivers to kill us because we've seen that before, and I'm going to tell you why. The first two games of the season, Against the Raiders and against the Ravens. Hartman had 97 yards, one TD. Robinson had 43 yards, one TD. Against the Ravens, he had 100. Robinson had 172 yards, two TDs. Hartman had 61 yards, one TD. They combined for 373 yards and four TDs. The last two games, which was against the Lions and the Colts, they've only combined for 154 yards, zero TDs. We cannot allow Patrick Mahomes to use guys that came out of nowhere to beat us. We cannot. And I totally agree with everything that you said, but but me personally, I truly believe this game is going to come down to one thing, and that's health. Now, the Texans are not as beat up as the Kansas City Chiefs are. I mean, Tyreek Hill did return to practice on Tuesday, and he was limited to practice on Wednesday. Patrick Mahomes was able to practice as well. He, he came out and said that his ankle is feeling fine. Now, as for the Houston Texans side of things, the one injury that I'm concerned of, now granted, they released their injury report on yesterday. We saw guys like DeAndre Hopkins. You saw guys like Kenny Stills. We still don't know this, the, how serious his hamstring is. Um, hopefully, it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for this game, so hopefully we get him back next week. Um, but the one guy that I am concerned about is Carlos Hyde. And that's only due to the fact that you mentioned a couple minutes ago that it is, it is extremely important for the Houston Texans to run the ball in order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, John, Carlos Hyde has been our top running back this year. I mean, this guy has already recorded 310 rushing yards through the first five games. In order for the Houston Texans to win this game, we need Carlos Hyde. And if he's coming in there any kinds of wobbly hurt or anything like that I don't like the Texans chances now once again granted we don't know how Patrick Mahomes is going to feel by Sunday and of course like I just mentioned Tyreek Hill it will not be on that field but the Houston Texans need a healthy Carlos Hyde yeah and on top of that the Houston Texans have to make sure they get the Kansas City Chiefs off the field when they have the opportunity to the last two games, the two games where they either looked beatable or they were beat, which was against the Indianapolis Colts and the Detroit Lions, the last two games they have combined for 8 for 21, 30, 38% on third downs. Games before that, 13 for 23, 
56%, and we know how successful they were in those games uh, outside of Detroit and the Indianapolis Colts. Nobody has looked like they've been able to beat them. So we have to get them off the field. And by the way, when we get them off the field, keep them off the field. This is a team that is allowing 155 rushing yards, and we are a team that has been rushing for 120, almost 130 rushing yards per game. We can take advantage of that. If we take advantage of that, I guarantee you, that's the same thing that I said against the Atlanta Falcons. They are also not a good run defensive team. Look what we did Sunday. We have to take advantage of what we could take advantage of to beat this team. By the way, D-tackle Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs. He will be out. He will not be in the middle to cause that much disruption. Howard, Tunsil, and those boys up front, they got a ball. Do you ever find yourself wishing that you can make some extra cash with your NFL knowledge? I mean, guys, I, I know I wish I do, and I'll go out and do it. At my bookie, they want you to make your dream come true. They want to help you out right now. All players are invited to play in the free 50,000 Survivor Contest. Winner takes all. Contest starts October 8th, closes October 14th before the start of Monday Night Football. Pick one team each week, survive the longest, and you can take home $50,000 in cash. Make a successful deposit with my bookie and you'll receive free entry into the contest today. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with my bookie. If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code promo code to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code into promo code to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, you know, there's a lot of hype, excitement, fireworks. You know, the stage is bright, the, the bright, the lights are bright, the stage is set. There's a lot that we can look forward to against this Kansas City Chiefs team because every what is it every few generations we get in any sport and I mean in any sport it never fails there is always two heroes that have to be placed against each other and those heroes become villains to one fan base and they be they become villains to another one they stay heroes to their own fan base or unless you don't outdo your 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 your, your villain that you're going against your fan base villainizes you. It doesn't matter, but every generation we get this matchup. And I think Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, this is the matchup we need. This is the matchup that we need. The young superstars of the NFL. I mean, when you look at what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do in his very first year starting, MVP. 50-plus touchdowns, set the league on fire, no-look passes in the NFL. And then you look at what Deshaun Watson has been able to uh, overcome and then do. Last week, he fumbled the ball, picked it up, and rushed it for almost 15 yards. Don't forget the games against Seattle. Don't forget the games against New England when he put fear in defensive coordinators' eyes and other teams and said, wow, this guy is the man. Cody, he is the man. And it just so happened we were in the same 2017 draft class, which featured the very first quarterback off the board is a guy that has Chicago Bear fans on Twitter, on social media, freaking out. Why did we choose him? And when we had the opportunity to choose Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, we didn't do it. We formed the bag. Not Kansas City and not Rick Smith as his last trick, getting Deshaun Watson here in Houston. And now we have a potential Brady versus Manning 
setup. I can't wait. I can't wait, Cody. But first and foremost, that's Chicago fault. That is Chicago so, fault. I don't care how they fan field. I don't care how they how they it's Chicago. Chicago hasn't had anything since what? I don't know. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. That was that's a that's pushing it. Um that's but, an MVP. Let's just say Michael Jordan. But at the end of the day, you're talking about this is the next Manning versus Brady. And and I 100 percent agree with that. The only thing I'm hoping for is that. It's at least a little bit more competitive than, than Brady versus Manny. <laughs> and if it is lopsided, hopefully it's Deshaun Watson yes. that comes away with at least 75% of the head-to-head matchup. Well, you know what's funny about this matchup? I mentioned it just now about how both of these guys were B and C when we look at the top three quarterbacks taken off the board, two and three. Uh, and Mitchell Trubisky was drafted first. Now, and I mentioned this a while ago that when we look at what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do, it's like every week there's a, oh, my gosh, we've never seen that before. And this guy is an MVP in his first year starting. He set the league on fire. So the reason why I think this game especially, specifically is going to be exciting, Deshaun Watson, I came in at third. You picked this guy above me, then I had to go through the injury woes my rookie year, then I got healthy. Won 11 games, went on an eight-game win streak. Then the guy that was drafted right before me, he wins MVP. Uh, Hello? I'm not the third best guy here. And I'm not saying that that's what he's thinking, but when you're a competitor like he is, and I I, honestly, by the way, I've been loving his breakdowns of defenses. That has been beautiful. You want to prove that you are the top guy. I think this is what's going to happen Sunday. I'm going to continue to analyze, and I know Friday's show, I'll have my predictions, but look at what Deshaun has. He has a defense that's been getting after the quarterback. You have a receiver coming off that high of a game, and then you also have your closer receiver, and you also have a rookie lineman who hasn't does not have to go against Chris Jones this week. He's going to be out. Howard has been balling. We know what Tonsil has been doing. He has to set up to really, really go in the arrowhead and say, hey, guys, I'm here. And I'm not going nowhere. That's what this matchup is about. Electrifying. I don't care how he feels. I'm glad they doubted him because that means he fell into the hands of the Houston Texans. Speaking of the Houston Texans, this is the Locked On Texans podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. You can find me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. John, some sports guy, Hickman, you know you can find me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. Before we get out, word from the Y's, what do we have? Pay attention to what you tweet. I like that. Pay, Pay attention, attention to what you tweet. To what you tweet. Pay attention to what you tweet. Because you don't want to end up with a job opportunity. Then. Oh, sir, we found your old tweets. What did you do with Blue Chew? Peace. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.